Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our Sunday morning service with Pastor Omar Lopez and a message beginning our brand new series, Chambers. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Before you sit down, why don't you greet someone today? Tell them they're in the right place at the right time right now. All right. You can be seated this morning. We appreciate all of you this morning, and I just feel the presence of God in this house. Uh, we're excited about what the Lord is doing, looking forward uh, to going to the picnic and relaxing and eating carne asada and eating carne asada. No, eating, just having a great time. And it's ironic today that we're going to be talking about the heart. So some of you are going to be eating some stuff that are bad for your heart. So, uh, But we are... We are talking about chambers today. This is our, the, we're examining our heart, the chambers in our heart. And when I talk about the human heart, I'm going to talk a little bit about the human heart and then go right into the spiritual heart. But I want to say a lot about the human heart. And I've done a lot of research, believe it or not, as I begin to get into this series, as we begin to talk about this series a few weeks ago, uh, the creative team and I begin to think about a series that uh, we can talk about and share with you, and uh, we begin to talk about the heart. So many things that deal with the heart. Do you realize that the heart, your actual physical heart, is the hardest working muscle in your body? And it's basically almost in the center of your chest. And a healthy heart uh, is works about or pumps about... Um, two and a half billion times by the time you're 70 years old. So it's been pumping two and a half billion times. This heart is working very hard. It pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood daily. And an adult heart beats between 60 to 100 times a minute. And it's part of your cardiovascular system. It, it basically provides the oxygen and nutrients in your body. In fact, if you look here, I, I did a little bit of research. I'm not a doctor, okay? But one of the things that I've learned is that the blood, the uh, blood comes flowing through the right atrium here into your right vent ventricle. It goes through the pulmonary, pulmonary arteries, and then it goes through the lungs. The lungs oxygenate the, the blood, comes back to the pulmonary vein, comes in your left atrium here, your left ventricle, and then out the aorta. Am I right? Yeah, aorta. And then it flows through your body, and it gives the oxygen and the blood and the nutrients throughout your body. See, I'm not even a doctor, and I know all of that. A lot about the blood, about the heart that I did not know. Uh, but it allows the body to function. So this heart is very valuable. And if the heart fails to pump, you're dead. And so a lot of things that can cause death or cause that heart to stop pumping. We, we know the disease heart, a clogged heart, uh, all of these things. This is why the heart is such an important organ in the body. And so when I talk about the human heart, I can also uh, talk about the spiritual heart and how the spiritual heart is the center of your life. And it really talks about your desires. It talks about your emotions. And so throughout the scripture, the Bible talks about 
the heart, and it's really talking about your emotion. It's talking about your desires. Uh, it, about a thousand times in the Old Testament and the New Testament, it talks about your heart. And it's not talking about your physical heart. It's talking about your spiritual heart. And there's a scripture that I want to read here out of Mark chapter 12, and we'll get right into this, uh, uh, this message here. It's kind of an introductory to the whole series here out of Mark chapter 12, verse 28. It says, one of the teachers of religion asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus replied, the one that says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only God. And you must love him with all of your heart, all of your desire, all of your soul, basically. It says, uh, your soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is this, is, is this, you must love others as much as yourself. No other commandments are as great as these today. So let's pray. So Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord, today that you're in the center of our life. Lord, you're in the center of our hearts today, of our emotions, our desires, of our passions today. And so, God, I pray today that you'll minister to everyone. I pray, Lord, that you'll minister to the hearts of people, whatever state of heart that they have today, whatever is going on in their soul. I pray the word of God would just speak to them and help them, Lord. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit as I declare your word, that the people would hear the voice behind the voice. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, so why, did not, why didn't Jesus say, love God with all your liver? Why did he say that? And with all your liver, all your kidney, you know. Basically, when Jesus was using the heart, he was using that as the analogy that it's the central, most important uh, organ in your body, that without the heart, you cannot function, you will not live. And this is why I believe God often is giving us a word picture of the heart being the center focus of your life. The heart is who you are. It's everything about you. This is why he says, love God with all of your heart. And so God cares more about your heart condition than your shape condition. Some of you are thankful for that, right? He's talking about the heart condition. He's more concerned about your heart uh, then your body and shape condition. That's not, doesn't mean you're not to take care of it. But what we're saying today is God is concerned about the heart. So the heart reflects a number of things. You can write these down, but it reflects a number of things. It reflects our desires. It reflects our intention. It reflects our faith. It reflects our will. The heart reflects our behavior in so many ways. It reflects the word that we speak. And I can go on and on and on. One of the other things that I learned about how to examine the heart, one of the first things that the doctors do if you're having heart trouble or if there's things that are happening in your life, uh, what they want to do, if they want to make sure that your heart is functioning correctly, they do what they call an EKG. How many have ever heard of an EKG? And maybe you've had an EKG. And I, again, I, I kind of, I'm not a doctor, guys. I just looked up a few things. And uh, an EKG is what they call an electrocardiogram. And it's just a simple procedure. It's painless. And it basically measures the electrical signals in your heart. And so the EKG can show whether your heart is functioning correctly at the right 
rate, in other words, this morning, the normal rate, it shows the position of your heart, whether uh, you have some heart disease. Uh, and by doing an EKG, they can measure whether or not your heart is damaged. And uh, we, we kind of got a, a graphic here, a video graphic of, of, of a normal heart and the way it's going. See that? See, that's the normal heart rate right there. I better stand over here. That's, here we go. And so you see at 100, it's still a normal heart rate about there. That's what they say. And it's pumping correctly. And then, and then it gets a little faster here. 110, can you see that heart? And so this is what the EKG measures. It measures the rate of your heart. Now, now, now it's abnormal. That's 190 beats per minute, right? It's getting, it's getting way up there now. Look at that, 210. I've actually met people that said, man, my heart was beating so fast. It was coming out of their chest, they said. And then 230, look at that thing. It's just going. It just keeps going and going. Look at that. We're at 230. Now we're at 250. Let's see what happens. 250, that thing is moving. You can see it. it, it, it. So you can tell that this is an abnormal heart rate even by listening to it right now. 270. My goodness, who can stand that, man? Look at that. Some of you that have been on drugs, you know what that feels like. Don't raise your hand. 290 beats per minute. At least you thought it was beating that fast, right? And now 300 beats per minute that thing is just moving and as i like i said it's beating abnormally here and so basically if we could do an ekg of not your physical heart but of your spiritual heart if we could measure it if we could were able to flash it up here on this screen and see and measure your heart and, and really kind of test your intentions, really begin to show your desires, your motives, your will, your faith, uh, your behavior. What kind of heart would it show? Would, you, would it show a healthy heart? Would you say, yeah, Pastor, my heart would show, it would show it would be healthy? If it does, I'm telling you, you're a rare person. Most of us this morning, if our heart was revealed, there's some things that we need to work on. And so this morning, I want to kind of share some steps that we can take, some action steps we could take to get a healthier heart. Because there's a lot of times the Bible describes an unhealthy heart. One of the things that it describes the unhealthy heart is a hardened heart. Is when our heart gets hard. Now, what, what do we mean? What does the Bible mean when it says you got a hard heart? In fact, the children of Israel... And many times when God refers to the people of God, he refers to them as hardened hearts. He says that we have hardened our heart. What does that mean? That means we have closed our hearts. We're no longer open to God. We're no, we're no longer open to the presence of God. We're unforgiving. We're unchanging. And what's that word? You're stubborn. You don't want to let God touch your life. So if you're here this morning for the first time or you're kind of checking out, you say, well, I don't really care about my heart condition, I'm okay. God cares so much about your heart condition, your spiritual heart. In fact, let me read you a scripture out of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for it affects everything 
that you do. Another version says, for everything flows from your heart. So everything that you do, everything that you are, the totality of who you are today is basically flows from your heart. And, and it's so obvious when you begin to read the Bible and when you begin to look at our own lives, it's essential today that our heart is healthy. How many have ever seen those, uh, those health documentaries where they break the person's chest open? And you can see that heart, and it's and, and it, 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 once you see it beating, you know it, they're they're alive. So I've I've kind of got this heart right here. See that? I don't know if that's a healthy heart or not. And this is a little bit. They say that the normal size heart is about the size of a clenched fist, but this is a little bigger probably. But to kind of give you an illustration of what your heart looks like, and all of us this morning have this heart. And that's basically the most important organ in your body, and it continues to keep your body alive. So without the heart, you die. Now, let me just say this. You could still live without limbs, but you can't live without your heart. I remember watching that movie. How many have ever watched the movie 127 Hours? Anybody watch that movie about this guy that was kind of a, a, a hiker and a uh, he he kind of would scale these canyons, these little, they call them a canyoneering, I guess, as you, and he was in Utah, and he was climbing these canyons, and, and he got in between this one canyon, and as we got in between there, the rock came down, and it smashed his right hand, and it got lodged there, and he couldn't get it out. And so he was stuck there for three days, and it was lodged there, it was so heavy, tried everything that he could, uh, to move it, and about the third day, he began to smell something. He realized his, his arm was decomposing, and so he had to think quickly, what was he going to do as his arm was smashed against the wall, and this boulder was on it. It was crushing it, and he had to think really quick, and he, uh, he was drinking small amounts of water, uh, he had some food, two burritos. See, two burritos will go a long way. And so those two burritos, but after a while, he began to get dehydrated. He began to get delirious, uh, and he realized he had to do something. And so the only thing he had was a small pocket knife, and he amputated his arm. Because he goes, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. He was somewhere where nobody knew. He, he did the wrong thing. He didn't tell anybody where he was going to be at. So he goes, by the time they find me, I, I may die here. My body may, you know, the, uh, it, it's de- decomposing. It's going to spread throughout my body. Uh, and so I need to cut this thing. And so with a small pocket knife, he cut his arm off and <laughs> made a movie. He survived. And, uh, you know, you got a prosthetic arm and he survived. And it's interesting, though, that he still can live without a limb because he still got his heart, right? Uh, m- most of us have seen uh, Nick, uh, I believe his name is Vucek, right? Something like how, I forget how to pronounce it, but a man without limbs. And I was just watching the video last night. I was going to show you it, but it, I don't have enough time. But uh, that, that guy is now married and has four children. You believe that? And if you've seen it, he's got no limbs. And, and he's got this little foot. He calls it a little chicken foot. And he walks around. And with that thing, he's able to type and do all kinds of things. He can swim. Guy can even golf, believe it or not. It's just amazing how, how this guy can do all of these things. And it tells us that we can survive without limbs, 
but we cannot survive without our heart. So your heart is essential. So what are some of the symptoms that your heart is unhealthy? What are some of the symptoms today that causes your heart to have disease? Because that's one of the problems today with your physical heart, it gets diseased. And spiritually, believe it or not, our heart can get diseased too. Now, one of the symptoms of the physical heart that you have a heart disease, that you have shortness of breath. If you're a person that has shortness of breath, if you have lack of energy, if you have numbness, see, you guys didn't know you were coming to a health place today, right? That tightness in your chest, indigestion, a receding hairline. No, actually, if you're losing, they said, though, if you're losing hair at the crown of your head, that may be a sign of heart disease. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you what I read, okay? And so if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, what do you do? You go to a doctor. And what did the doctor tell you? Get, get off of uh, cholesterol, right? Get your cholesterol lower. Start exercising. Am I right? That's what he starts telling you. And they check your blood. And some of us, if they checked our blood, we'd see little tacos and chili fries to do there. That's not good. That's not a good thing. That's not, yeah, it's not, it's not good. So what is the symptom of our spiritual heart disease? Again, our heart is the totality of who we are. It's kind of our house. What are some of the symptoms? Because eventually what's in here is going to come out. And so there's some symptoms today that we can see what's going on inside of your heart, inside of your soul today, because it eventually comes out. Believe it or not, when people say words that are, that are destroying, that are destructive, they don't have a word problem. They have a heart problem. When people are trying to hurt other people and do them wrong, they don't have a behavior problem. They have a heart problem. And so many times what we would call, uh, you know, they have a physical problem or a heart or a word problem. It's actually a, a spiritual heart problem. I, I've become, believe it or not, I've become, been able to watch some symptoms of people's spiritual heart. How do I know that? How do I, how do, how do I become a veteran symptom heart watcher? How do I become that? Because for years I've looked at my own heart. And so what I'm going to share with you, I'm going to share my own experience with my own heart today. Because all of us this morning, we deal with our own heart. And if you're honest, there's some things in your heart that are just not good. Am I right? You ever notice that? We get defensive. We get impatient, short fuse, arrogant. You're boastful. You're self-centered. I've dealt with all that in my heart. Anybody else here? Man, go ahead and shine your halo. But for me, for me, I'm going to just tell you, the heart can be pretty diseased with a lot of stuff. You ever been around someone and all they do is talk about themselves, never once ask you about you? They just talk about them. They have, a, they have a prideful heart, right? And you can see all of these diseases or, or someone that's always criticizing other people, putting people down. What is that? That's a judgmental heart. It's not a shortness of breath. It's a shortness of love, right? They, they, it's a damaged heart. They, they lack passion uh, for God. They didn't lose their energy. They lost their passion for God. See, when you have spiritual heart disease, you're not experiencing today physical numbness, but you're experiencing lack of God's love and his presence in your life. 
Some of you here today, we're experts are hiding our symptoms. See, we can, we can hide the symptoms of spiritual heart disease. You can act like you got your heart all together, like, man, everything's together. But usually at the right time, at the right moment, somehow it all comes out. We hide it. Am I right? And here's the thing about when you, when you hide what's going on in your heart. You don't fool yourself and you don't fool God. And many times, you won't fool people for a long time. After a while, it's going to come out. It's like, a, it's like a cup of hot coffee in the, in the cup holder of your car, right? You, you get it. If you hit a speed bump, what happens? It, it begins to spill out. It's the same way. After a while, when we're under pressure or things aren't going the way we want them to go, a damaged heart will begin to reveal symptoms that's really inside. The worst will come out. Can I just put myself under the bus? Because you guys are, we've got some real righteous people here this morning. So I'll put myself under the bus. You know, I'll, I'll wake up, and I'm usually not under pressure. I wake up. It takes me kind of a long time. I, I don't like to get up in the morning, but I do get up in the morning, okay? I don't like it. There's some people that are just morning people. Can I tell you, my wife's a morning person. I, I don't want to put her in My wife will be singing in the morning. My kids used to say, why are you singing? I'm trying to sleep. And they would complain about my wife singing in the morning. She just gets up. She's singing. She likes to hear music. Everything I meet me, I don't like to talk to nobody. I'm barely talking to God in the morning. God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, you know, I, 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 I get up, you know, and, and do my prayer time and all of that. And, 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 and so I'm doing pretty good. By the time I get in the car, you know, I'm getting ready to come to, uh, to the church here. And uh, I get in the car, you know, I, I look at the day, man, it's a beautiful day, you know, and, and, you know, I can hear the birds, some of the birds that are around, and, and uh, I wave at the neighbors. I'm like the Mr. Rogers in the Honda, waving everybody. How's it going? I'm... But by the time I get out to Rosecrans, something happens. Now, you, now you're dealing with traffic, and you're dealing with people, and they're in a rush, you know, and... And, and then, you know, you're, you're making a left turn, and the guy, you know, it, it, the, tur- the, car, the, the thing really turned green. I mean, the, the light just turned green. They're already honking. Like, dude, I mean, it's just a, mil- a nanosecond. It just changed, you know. And I know he's not encouraging me. I know it's just one of those honks, you know. And, 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 and I start moving, but something all of a sudden, the, the light turns green, and I turn green. And, and something, you know what I'm saying? And I be, from Jesus Jr. to Judas, all of a sudden, I like, <laughs> like, really, dude? You're gonna start, are you going to honk again? I don't do what some of you do, wave with one finger. What I do, <laughs> but I, what I do do is I drive like Mr. Magoo very slowly. <laughs> and then the guy pees right by you, and I go, ooh, I got him. <laughs> now, what was that? I got an angry heart, right? I got a vengeful heart. Come on, let's be honest. I got a vengeful heart at that moment. See, I'm putting myself under the bus. At that moment, yeah, I might have felt good, but what's revealed, uh, there's some symptoms in there that I need to get right. Are you listening to me? I I got some plaque of anger in my heart. 
And so let's look at what Jesus talks about here in Matthew chapter 15. He really kind of brings out, uh, sometimes we can be so religious when it comes to our heart. And God's not concerned about the outside. He's concerned about the inside. And so some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to interview Jesus. And they said, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? How come you guys not follow the tradition? They ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. So let me give you the context of what's happening here. These religious people come to Jesus, and Jesus was often put in a corner. Often he found himself in this position because Jesus refused to be religious. He, he refused to be all good on the outside. Are you hearing me? So Jesus was always concerned about the heart. And these guys were always concerned about the outside. So these religious leaders come to Jesus and say, you know, Jesus, they're not, uh, your disciples are not following our human traditions. They're not following uh, the tradition of washing their hands in the correct way. Uh, and so I'll go into that because God did require the priest to do it a certain way, but they begin to add on all these different things. And, and Jesus would say, man, you guys have perverted God's law and now made your human law in front of God's laws. In fact, Jesus, I'll, I'll reference another scripture in Matthew 23. He said, you guys are, are, are the blind, leading the blind. He said, you strain out gnats, but you swallow camels. If you, you'll find that what Jesus was talking about is that many times the Pharisees, whenever they drank out of a cup, they would put a screen there uh, to filter out any bugs. If any bug got in there, they, they had to make sure that they didn't eat any kind of bug, any kind of that. They strained at the gnat. And Jesus said, you're, you're, you're taking so much time. You're straining so much time of not eating the bug, but you're swallowing camels on the side. You're straining so much of not doing this thing, but you're swallowing a camel of sin on the other end. He said, you're washing the dishes on the outside, or on the outside, but on the inside, it's full of dirt. It's full of dirt. And so again, Jesus was not concerned about the hands. He was concerned about the heart. And the Pharisees, they were so religious in how they did it. And Jesus said, you're straining at the gnat of ceremony, but you ignore the camel of sin in your heart. So many times as Christians, we can emphasize the external things, but we're not talking about the internal things. We look at things on the outside. I've had times where, you know, I like to play dominoes. I've had people say, oh, you can't play dominoes, you're a Christian. Where did that in the Bible? Really, can't play dominoes? Can't play cards, you know. What, what do you say? Go fish, man. I don't know what to tell you. Don't, don't even get me in the uno, man. Skip, skip and reverse. That's all I can tell you right now. But we can get into all of these things. You know, women aren't supposed to wear makeup. And I can tell you, if the bar needs painting, paint that thing. Amen. Uh, women can't wear pants, you know, all of these different things. I'm sorry, ladies. But help us out. It's a blessing. Amen. And so, again, again, hallelujah. Again, the priests were emphasizing the outside. They were emphasizing. And Jesus said, you need to get the bigger picture. 
He said, you're so concerned about the hand washing. You're so focused on all of this. You're, all you're looking at is at the trees. You're missing the forest. He said, you're, you're missing the heart issues. And so Jesus begins to get down into what it really goes to, what's coming out of your heart. He said in Matthew 15, 17, anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes out of the body. How many know you? This, this could be like a fiber commercial right here. Jesus is talking about eliminating things out of your life. And then he said in Matthew 15, 18, evil words come from an evil heart. And defile the person who says them. So he's saying in the spiritual realm, what comes out of your mouth originates out of your heart. So have you ever met someone and said, man, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, it slipped out. No, no, no. That was in your heart. It was just at the right moment, at the right time, the right pressure. And you got to speak out what was really inside your heart. See, God's not concerned about what you eat. He's more concerned about what comes out of your mouth. A lot of us are good at speaking in tongues, but you don't know how to hold your tongue. I made up that one myself. So words out of your mouth could be hurtful, and your words reflect your heart. Again, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, I was, no, no, no. That was in your heart. And you've just become a pro at hiding it. And so what happens is at the right moment, at the unguarded moment of your life, your heart is revealed by what you say. Look at Matthew 15. It says this, for from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all other sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defiles you. Eating with unwashed hands could not defile you and make you unacceptable to God. You see how Jesus just brings it out? Now, you're sitting out there saying, well, I've never murdered anyone. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not in some sexual immorality relationship. But think about this. Murder comes from hatred. The Bible says if you hate someone, you've murdered them. He said, well, I don't have uh, this sexual uh, perversion in my life. But the Bible says if you have lust in your heart, You've already committed this, uh, adultery. Say, well, I'm not a liar, but you're deceiving people and you're putting people down and you're slandering people. So a lot of us this morning, our heart revealed or what we say and the things that we do. See, our heart is revealed by what we say and our actions. Your actions reflect what's in your heart. Your words reflect what's in your heart. I can't tell you how many times we get parents that they come and they bring their children and they, they love to bring them and drop them off at the youth and say, fix my kid, you know, fix him. You know, he's got all these issues in his life, you know, uh, adjusted. We, I, I, I need him to get baptized. I need him to get sanctified. I need him to get dry cleaned. I need everything. I need this guy. I need to clean this guy up. And we need to clean this guy up. Almighty youth pastor, clean my son up. Amen. And, you know, my son's smoking pot, he's doing it. Let me just tell you something. All that is external. What your kid has is a heart problem. Are you hearing me? And the behavior is telling us what's in his heart. And God, Jesus is saying, I want to change you from the inside out. See, Christianity, listen to me. Christianity is not behavioral modification. 
but it's heart sanctification and transformation. God wants to transform your heart from the inside out. I've talked to so many people that say, well, Christianity doesn't work. You know, I tried it. What, what did you do? You know, I stopped doing this and, and I stopped doing that and I stopped going over here, you know, and, 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 and stopped smoking and I stopped doing all, you know, that's all good. I'm not saying that's bad, uh, but basically you're just washing your hands. What about your heart? You got the hand washing down, but your heart hasn't been transformed. Your way of thinking, the way you look at things, your perspective, the way you talk. Well, it got quiet out there. God wants your heart. That's why David said, clean my heart, oh God, creating me a clean heart. You know what Jesus was most angry at? Can I just preach this morning? Jesus was most angry at people that were religious. They did all the external things, but their heart was dirty. And Jesus had this unbelievable grace and love for for people. Let me read you out of Matthew chapter 23, verse 25, out of the Message Bible. Don't get angry at me, okay? But I'm just going to read you the Message Version. And Jesus is mad at the religious people. He said, you're you're hopeless, you religion scholars and Pharisees, frauds. You burnish the surface of your cups and bowls, though they sparkle in the sun, while the inside are maggoty with your greed and gluttony. Stupid Pharisees. Wow. Scour the inside. Scour, Scour the inside. Then the gleaming surface will mean something. You're like manicured grave plots. Grass clipped and flowers bright, but six feet down, it's all rotten bones and worm-eaten flesh. My goodness, that's not the Jesus I heard about in Sunday school. Am I right? I mean, man, Jesus is just giving us a picture here. He, he, he's, he's gone on these religious Pharisees, and he's getting on them. He said, man, you clean the outside of the grave, but inside is, is, is dead, dry bones. See, have you looked on the inside? Jesus would, I mean, he, it's like, man, have you, how many of you have ever heard of the book, People That Need to Be Slapped? There's no such book, but, <laughs> but it'd be a good book to write. I'm not talking about wounding, just be a good slap, right? A good cachetada, like, wake up, man, wake up. I, I need to give you a good cachetada, Boom. I can't wait for somebody to say, Pastor, would you slap me? Oh, man, I, I've been wanting to slap you. In Jesus' name. Why did I say that? What, what, how did I get into that? What I meant to say, actually, you know what? Jesus wrote the first chapter. He was slapping these religious people. Am I right? He was getting a Jesus knew the heart of people. And here's the thing. The consequence of spiritual disease and a contaminated heart is going to contaminate your walk with God. Now, here's the good news and the bad news about your heart here this, this morning. The bad news is you cannot change your heart by yourself. You can't do it. A lot of us this morning, we try to change our behavior. It's behavior modification, but it's not heart transformation and sanctification. It's like you're trying to do it by, it would be like getting a shop vac and trying to clean the ocean. It's not going to work. So a lot of us this morning, we're trying to clean our own life. And really, the only one that can change your heart is God. So the good news is that God can change your heart. How many can thank God for that? Here it is, Ezekiel 36, 26. 
Here's what he says. I will give you a new heart with new and right desires. Thank God. That's the heart I need. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony heart, that rocky hard heart of sin, and give you a new obedient heart. I don't know about you, but I need an obedient heart. God, change my heart. Take, take, take those things that are clogging my heart. Take out, those, take out that disease, Lord, that, that things that, Lord, I don't want to hide anymore. How many just say, you know what, I don't want to hide no more. God, I, I need you to clean my heart. I need you to clean my attitude. I need, you, I need you to change me from the inside. See, that's real Christianity. I appreciate people that have changed on the outside and their behavior patterns. That's wonderful. But that's not Christianity. That's hand-washing. But, friend, when God changes you from the inside out, he changes your attitude. He changes your perception. When you're under pressure, you're not all angry and getting back at people and unforgiving. Are you hearing me? But, friend, you're able to forgive. You're able to move on in life. You're not bitter. You're not trying to get people back. Are you with me? You're willing this morning to go on. When things ain't working out in your life the way you, you thought, when God's not working in the ways you want, you're not bitter with God. You say, God, clean my heart, oh God. Help me to have faith and believe you. So I want us to pray. I'm going to pray. Why don't we bow our heads and close our eyes for just a moment? So, Father, I pray, God, today, throughout this congregation, help us to have a new heart. Clean the chambers, God, of our heart. Clean the areas of our heart today that are diseased, that are clogged, that are attitudes that are not right. Your word says, out of the heart comes the issues of life. Flow out of the issues of life. God, clean my heart today. God, wash it in you. God, I, I want to be able, Lord, to, to ask like Ezekiel did and God, take, take away the stony heart. Take away the rocky heart. Take away the hardened heart, God. And give me a new spirit. Give me a new heart of obedience. So, Father, I thank you today for your grace. I thank you for forgiveness, Lord. So I pray today, reach across this room, Lord. With every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. Perhaps you're in this room and maybe someone invited you for the first time. Maybe you came on your own. I don't know how you got here, but I'm, I'm here to tell you today. Or you're watching online. I'm here to tell you today that there's a God in heaven that loves you. And really, he's just concerned about your heart. It's not all the external things. It's your heart. He wants your heart. The Bible says if we believe in our heart, man, if we just believe in our heart, we say, Lord, come in our hearts today. Forgive us. Confess with our mouth. Believe in our heart. The Lord Jesus will be saved. That's what the Bible says. The center part of your life today is your heart, your emotions, your desires, your intentions. That's what God's talking about. There's a spiritual heart in you today that needs God. You filled it up with all kinds of things today, and it's just going to destroy your life today. And I'm here to tell you, God's here to cleanse your heart because all of us have the same disease. It's called sin. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We can't make it to heaven on our own. We can't clean up our life. We need God's forgiveness.
The Bible said the wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I want to give you the gift of salvation, the gift of a new heart today. So if you're in this room, be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. You're in the house of God today. Hey, God, I need a new heart. I need you. I need the Lord in my heart today. I need to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you today, you're saying, I need to give my heart to the Lord. You've given your heart to all kinds of things. You've given your heart to relationships, and you've given your heart to people and to things, and it got you nowhere. Give your heart to Jesus today, and let him change your life. With every head bowed, every eye closed, just be honest with God. Say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to the Lord today. I need, I need the Lord in my life. I need God in my life. I want to give my heart to the Lord. If that's you, would you just raise your hand real quick and say, Pastor, that's me. Thank you, young lady down here. God bless you. Over here, another person. Who else? Who else? Back over there. Thank you. A number of people. God bless you. Yes, God wants your heart. God wants your heart. Yes. Who else? You're sitting in this room saying, I, I want to give my heart to the Lord. Who are you right now? You haven't raised your hand, but you say, that's me. You're waiting around. Come on. Say, that's me. I, I want to give my heart to the Lord today. Is there anyone else right now all over this building? Several people already raised their hand. God wants your heart. He wants your heart. That's what he wants. He wants you. He wants you. Your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole mind, your whole strength. Say, that's me. Who are you today? Raise your hand if you haven't raised it up already. Say, Pastor, I want to give, I want to give my heart to God. I gave it all kinds of other things that just let me down. In fact, your heart's broken. Your heart's been ruined. But today, you can give your heart to the Lord. Is there anybody else in this room right now? Back there, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you're here. You need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Somehow, you had given your heart to God, but you took it back. And you started going your own way. God bless you. Somebody over here on my right. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Put your hand down. Thank you. You need to rededicate your life to the Lord today. You need to rededicate. I want to give my heart back to God. I kind of took it back, man. I've been doing my own thing. But today I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want to, I want to give my heart back to God. Who are you right now? You haven't raised your hand. And you'd raise your hand in this building right now. On, on this day right here, the day before Memorial Day, the man, or the, before, the day before Labor Day, say, that's me. That's me. That's me. Who are you? Who are you? Anybody else right now? We're going to pray with you. You raise your hand. Look up at me real quick. You mean that right here over there? Back over there, you guys mean that over there? We want to pray with you. Can, can we pray with you this morning? Can you do me a favor? Don't even think about it. Can you just stand to your feet? And just walk right down here. Just walk right here. There's several people. Come on, don't don't be don't be don't be afraid. We're not here to embarrass you. We're not here to shame you. Just stand right be right right in front of me. Just face me. God bless you, sir. God bless you, man. God bless you, bro. God bless you. Hi. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We got some more people. We got some. Come on, give these folks a big hand. They're coming. Anybody else? Anybody else? You come right now. We want to pray with you. Maybe you've been thinking about it. Just make your way down here. We'll, we'll pray with you today. We don't want you to leave here the same way you walked in. You're going to leave with a new heart. You're going to leave with... Come on, we got some more people coming. Come on, give, give God a praise. We're excited. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices 
Man, over one sinner that repents. So we're excited. Thank you for coming. Anybody else? Anybody else? We're not here to embarrass people. We're here to pray with people. And and we believe today that God is going to give you a new heart. He's going to change your heart around today. Why don't we all bow our heads together? Why don't we close our eyes for just a moment? I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to repeat these words, but not to me. I want you to say them to God, okay? And I want you to speak it out loud and mean them with your heart. Okay, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and rose again. I ask you, Lord, to come in my heart to forgive me of all my sins. Make me a new person. Change my life. From this day forward, I will serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray for them right now. Father, we thank you for every person that has come forward today. Even on this holiday weekend, Lord, they made the decision to come to church. So I pray by the Holy Spirit that you'll come in their lives. God, give them a new heart. Change their lives today. Cleanse their hearts today. Father, I pray for a touch of God. Why don't we stand together out there as they continue to pray. Stand to your feet with me out there. They're going to lead us in a worship right now. And we're just going to worship God for just a moment. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.